Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, only you can still. My soul is thirsty, Lord. Lord, I declare my thirst once again for you this morning. As I wake up to a brand new day, I declare my love. I declare my adoration for the King of Kings, for the Lord of Lords, for the God who is sufficient for every situation. Yahweh, I worship you this morning because you are a good and you are a great God. Father, I worship you this morning because you made us your children. You made us your own. I worship you this morning because you keep your covenant scripture says that you keep them to a thousand generations to everyone who loves you lord i bless you i give you all the glory thank you for who you are thank you for the great and wonderful things you do thank you lord because you do not answer us based on our weakness Lord, even for sinners, the Bible says you allow your son and reign to come both on the just and the unjust. This morning, I say thank you. Lord, I say thank you. Receive all the glory. Receive all our worship in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we have come once again. We have come to learn in your presence. We have come to read in your presence. We ask this morning, Lord, speak to us. For every heart that is yearning, every heart that is yearning, Lord, to hear you this morning, to soak in the word, to receive in your presence, Lord, answer their prayers. Draw someone closer to you and let your name alone be glorified. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. All right, it's a good morning, good afternoon, good evening to everyone listening in this morning. I am Mokfi Eyenike welcoming you to our time of devotion. All right, we jump straight back into our reading of the book of First King. Remember yesterday we stopped on verse 40 first king chapter 8 verse 40 yes solomon was kneeling before god with arms raised you know and praying these heartfelt prayers heartfelt prayer yes that's what the bible calls this kind of prayers prayers that come straight from the heart and whenever it comes like that i'm telling you god learns god hears i mean god hears and i'm telling you we'll see quite a few people pray this kind of prayer the bible tells us in the book of james that the heart felt fervent prayer of a righteous man does wonders and yes we see the wonders that this prayer will do not only for the nation during the time of the time of the children of israel during this period but even today i'm telling you god still answer uh, this prayer by uh, by solomon so that whenever the children of israel pray towards jerusalem they are confident that god god hears them 
all right so we start from um, verse 41 today we'll be taking two more chapters chapters 9 and 10 all right let's go with this one um, promises to be interesting one more time verse 41 says that in the future okay I think it will be smart to start with verse 40 where we ended yesterday all right verse 40 says then uh, they will fear you as long as they live in the land you gave to our ancestors verse 41 says in the future foreigners who do not belong to your people israel will hear of you they will come from distant land because of your name for they will hear of your great name and your strong hand and your and your powerful hands and when they pray towards this temple then hear from heaven where you live and grant what they ask of you in this way all the people of the head will come to come to know and fear you just as your own people israel do they too will know that this temple i have built honors your name okay so maybe now you will understand <laughs> why there's a pilgrimage you know to israel uh, no it was it is not because um they are trying to copy anybody or because other religions do a pilgrimage no uh, people go to the nation of israel and pray towards this temple okay not just because solomon said this prayer okay uh there's i'm telling you even today god honors honors this prayer that solomon prayed here okay so i'm sure maybe there are one or two people you know who have gone on pilgrimage would have heard the stories and all that but yes whenever people pray towards the temple solomon says not pray inside the temple he says pray towards this temple he says lord here and the reason was so that everybody in the world we know indeed that there is a god in israel verse 44 says if your people go out where you send them to fight their enemies and if they pray to the lord by turning towards this city you have chosen and towards this temple i have built to honor your name then hear their prayers from heaven and uphold their cause wow remember that initially you know whenever the children of israel had to go to war they would carry the ark with them yes there was once that david himself you know the ark of god was there with him in the battlefront and i'm sure you would you have not forgotten the the two rascal sons of eli ophni and phineas who carried the ark of god you know into the battlefront you know to fight against the philistines no so solomon is saying here we will not need to carry the ark out of the temple anymore whenever your people pray yes turning towards okay uh, this city turning towards this temple he says lord hear them and fight their battle fight their cause maybe now you will understand why even today uh israel as small as they are hmm god answers their prayers verse 46 says if they sin against you and who has never sinned you might have you might become angry with them and let the enemies conquer them and take them captive to their uh, to their land far away or near but in that land of exile they might turn to you in repentance and pray we have sinned done evil and acted wickedly if they turn to you with their old heart 
and soul in the land of their enemies and pray towards the land you gave to their ancestors towards this city you have chosen and towards this temple i have built to honor your name then hear their prayers and their petition from heaven where you live and uphold their cause yes you will see this with daniel okay when they will be in exile you know and daniel is praying so that the nation will be restored and you know those wicked men will plan against him because they knew he prayed they went to make get the king to make a decree and what did daniel do daniel turned towards the temple turned towards jerusalem and continued his praying and i'm telling you when the time came god god came through for him very wonderful verse 50 says forgive your people who have sinned against you forgive all their offenses they have committed against you make their captors merciful to them for they are your people your special possession whom you brought out of the iron smelting furnace of egypt i hope you know that you too listening this morning everyone who is a child of god you are also a special possession okay whom god brought out of the iron smelting furnace of sin yes so israel was just an analogy for us so why they came out of egypt god brought us out of sin and out of the bondage of the devil yes we are a special possession hey wonderful all right verse 52 says uh, may your eyes be upon be open to my request and to the request of your people israel may you hear and answer them whenever they cry out to you for when you brought brought our ancestors out of egypt o sovereign lord you told your servant moses that you had set israel apart from all the nations of the earth to be your own special possession yes israel was special to god okay god cherished them but i'm telling you god cherishes you also today whenever uh, uh, yes because of what jesus did on the cross of calvary when we stand to pray in this temple yes these bodies that god has given us sanctified by the holy spirit when we stand to pray just like solomon prayed we can be uh, we can be guaranteed we can be sure that god also hears us verse 54 goes on to say that when solomon finished making these prayers and petition to the lord he stood up in front of the altar of the lord where he had been kneeling with his hands raised towards heaven he stood and in a loud in a loud voice blessed the entire congregation of israel praise the lord who has given rest to his people israel uh, just as he promised not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave through his servant moses may the lord our god be with us as he was with our ancestors may he never leave us or abandon us may he give us the desire the desire to do his will in everything and to obey all the commands 
obey all the commands decrees and regulation that he gave our ancestors and may these words that i have prayed in the presence of the lord be before him constantly day and night so that the lord our god may give justice to me and to his people israel according to each day's needs okay so you see solomon was just praying and covering for for all time since then then people all over the earth we know that the lord alone is god and there is no other and may you be completely faithful to the lord our god may you always obey his decrees and commands just as you are doing today then the king and all israel with him offered sacrifices to the lord solomon offered to the lord a peace offering of twenty-two thousand cattle wow oh hey and one hundred and twenty thousand sheep and goats and so the king and all the people of israel dedicated the temple the temple of the lord that same day the king consecrated the central area of the courtyard in front of the lord's temple he offered bond offerings grain offerings and the fat of the fat of peace offering there because the bronze altar in the lord's presence was too small to hold all the bond offering grain offerings and and the fat of the peace offering then solomon and all israel celebrated the festival of shelters in the presence of the lord our god a, la- <clears throat> a large congregation had gathered from as far away as lebo amat in the north and the brook of egypt in the south the celebration went on for 14 days in all seven days for the dedication of the altar and seven days for the festival of shelters after the festival was over solomon sent the people home they blessed the king and went to their homes joyful and glad because the lord had given had been good to his servant david and to his people israel wow all right so that concludes um chapter eight so we see that yes there is revival in the land and i'm telling you so where how did it all go wrong so quickly with solomon you know there's revival in the land it is so powerful we will still read the other accounts here okay this account does not tell us specifically some of the things that happened you know some of the th- other things that happened is that as they dedicated the temple the bible says that the presence of god came and filled the temple okay so it was so wonderful the presence of god was there god obviously had their prayers uh, but somewhere something will go wrong let's continue verse 9 chapter 9 says that so solomon finished building the temple of the lord as well as the royal palace he completed everything he had planned to do then the lord appeared to solomon a second time as he had done before at gibeon the lord said to him i have heard your prayer and your petition i have set this temple apart to be holy so very important what set the temple apart to be holy is it the 120 120, uh, goat and sheep was it the 20 was it the 20,000 cows that were slaughtered no it is god that set the temple apart to be holy and you must really remember this this morning it's not those physical things that we do that we think represents 
God that's that you know that really brings the presence of God into a place whether it is holy water whether it is um, the Bible that you are carrying no it is the presence of God itself until the until God himself okay uh, is involved is in that thing okay uh, those representation are at best maybe faith boosters you want to call them but why need faith boosters when you can go directly to the one who gives faith himself god okay so very important so god says i have set this temple apart to be holy at this place you are built where my name will be honored forever i will always watch over it for it is there to my heart so when god makes this promise okay i'm telling you whenever god makes a promise god never breaks it yes when God makes a promise, he never breaks breaks it, at least until it expires. So God says that this place where you are built, where my name will be honored forever. He says, I will always watch over it, uh, for it is there to my heart. And I'm telling you, till today, uh, when people go to the nation of Israel, people go before this place to pray to God because they know that God's face is upon that place. Verse 4 says, As for you, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness, as David your father did, obeying all my commands, decrees and regulations, then I will establish the throne of your dynasty over, over Israel forever. For I made this promise to your father David, one of your descendants will always sit on the throne of Israel. Very important. See what God is asking him. God says, if you will follow me with integrity and godliness, God wasn't saying that you must be perfect and never sinned because you and I know that David was not perfect but God says if you will follow me with integrity as David did you see that so this is what God is asking and looking us from all from us sometimes you know uh, we are looking to be so holy and pious but no all god is looking for is people who are sincere who will follow him with all their heart it doesn't matter rain or shine up or down they will they will call on god they would follow him no matter anything that's what god is looking for and that was why david was special god tells him if you follow me the way david followed me Mm, you too you will be special to me it says one of your descendants will always sit on the throne of israel but if you or your descendants abandon me and or disobey the commands and decrees i have given you and if you serve and worship other gods then i will uproot israel from this land that i have given them i will reject this temple that i have made holy to honor my name i will make israel an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations not so remember it's not that god is saying that he will stop you know making that place special he's saying that the temple itself okay will be uprooted very important i will reject this temple that i have made holy to honor my name and i will make israel an object of mockery and ridicule among the nations and though this temple is is impressive now all who pass by will be appalled with with gaps in which will be appalled and and will gaps in error they will say why did the lord do such a terrible thing to this land and to this temple and i'm telling you that is exactly uh, the situation of israel today and the answer will be uh, because this 
his people abandoned the Lord their God who brought their ancestors out of Egypt uh, and they worship other gods gods instead and bow down to them that is why the Lord has brought all this disaster on them yes I said like I said that is the present situation okay uh, in the land of Israel so God is so wonderful to them God still answers those who pray okay right there before before that uh before where the temple the temple was god's face is still there but that temple has been destroyed it was rebuilt again and was finally destroyed by by the romans the roman soldiers we'll get we'll get to that part of it later as we read through the bible verse 10 says it took solomon 20 years to build the lost temple and his own royal palace at the end of that time he gave 20 towns in the land of galilee to king iram of thyre Iram had previously provided all the cedars and cypress timber and gold that Solomon had requested. But when Iram came from Tyre to see the town Solomon had given him, he was not at all pleased with them. What kind of towns are these, my brother? <laughs> he asked to so Iram, called that area Kabul. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which means worthless okay you will know where a lot of the problem in israel are coming from today as it is still known today nevertheless iram paid solomon nine thousand pounds of gold verse 15 says this is the account of the first labor that king solomon constructed conscripted to build the lost temple the royal palace and the supporting terraces the wall of jerusalem and the cities of azor megiddo and geza pharaoh the king of egypt had attacked and captured geza killing the canaanite population and burning it down he gave the city to his daughter as a wedding gift when she married solomon so solomon rebuilt the city of geza he also rebuilt up the towns of lower Beth Oron, Behalat and Tama in the wilderness within, within its land. He built towns as supply centers and constructed towns where his chariots and horses could be stationed. He built everything he desired in Jerusalem and Lebanon and throughout his entire realm. Uh, there, were, there were still some people living in in the land who were not Israelites, including Amorites, Etites, Perizzites, Evites, and Jebusites. Uh, these were descendants of the nation whom the people of Israel had not completely destroyed. So Solomon conscripted them as slaves and they served as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not conscript any of the Israelites for forced labor. Yes, so Solomon did not force the children of Israel themselves at this point, you know, to be his to be his laborers. No, he just used those who were in the land, you know, to uh, to be majority majority of the those who do the first labor. So yes, so Solomon conscripted them as slaves, and they served as forced laborers to this day. But Solomon did not conscript any of the Israelites for forced labor. Instead, he assigned them to serve as fighting men, government officials, officers and captain in his armies commanders of his chariots and charioters solomon appointed 550 of them 
to supervise the people working on his various projects. Solomon moved his wife, Pharaoh's daughter, from the city of David to the new palace he had built for her. Then he constructed the supporting terraces. Three times each year, Solomon presented bond offerings and peace offerings on the altar he had built for the Lord. He also burned incense to the Lord. And so he finished the work of building the temple. King Solomon also built a fleet of ships at Exion Geba, a port near Elath, in the land of Edom, along the shore of the Red Sea. Hiram sent experienced crew of sailors to sail the ships with Solomon's men. They sailed to Ophir and brought back to Solomon some 16 tons of gold. Wow! So, as you can see, Solomon continued to succeed and succeed, continued to grow bigger and bigger. And I'm telling you, eventually this became a problem. Of course, people from all over the world were coming to see the wonder that was happening in Israel. Alright, so let's go on to chapter 10 and finish this. People from all over the world, like I said, were coming to see this magnificent wonder. This king guy is succeeding so much that he's so wise that the whole world wants to hear some of his proverbs. And yes, one of the people that will come will be the visit of the Queen of Sheba. <laughs> and I think maybe from here you begin to see some of the wonders that will begin to happen with Solomon. From verse 1 says, When the queen of Sheba heard of Solomon's fame, which brought honor to the name of the Lord, she came to test him with hard questions. She arrived in Jerusalem with a large group of attendants and a great caravan of camels loaded with spices, large quantities of gold and precious jewels. When she met with Solomon, she talked with him about everything she had she had on her mind Solomon had answers for all our questions nothing was too hard for the king to explain to her hmm. and I'm telling you that would not have been possible without the wisdom that God had given him verse 4 says when the Queen of Sheba realized how very wise Solomon was and when she saw the palace he had built she was overwhelmed she was, <laughs> yes, I'm telling you, if you went and you saw that palace, you would be overwhelmed. So even a queen was overwhelmed. She was also amazed at the food on his table, the organization of his officials, and their splendid clothing, the cup bearers, and the, and the bond offering Solomon made at the temple of the Lord. So yes, one of the things you will notice with Solomon, that was that they paid attention to every single detail. To the least, to the smallest thing you can think about, they paid, to, they paid attention to. So in verse 6 she says, she exclaimed to the king, everything I had in my country about your achievements and wisdom is true. I didn't believe what was said until I arrived here and saw it with my own eyes. In fact, I had not had the half of it. Your wisdom and prosperity are far beyond what I was told. Hmm. How happy your people must be. What a privilege for your officials. So stand here day after day listening to your wisdom. So yes, Solomon was doing very well during this time. Praise the Lord your God who delights in you and has placed you on the throne of Israel. 
uh, because of the Lord's eternal love for Israel, he has made you king so you can rule with justice and righteousness. Obviously, you know that this uh, this queen, you know, um, served God herself. Verse 10 says, Then she gave the king a gift of 9,000 pounds of gold, great quantities of spices and precious jewels. Never again were so many spices brought in as those the queen of Sheba gave to King Solomon. In addition, Iram's ship brought gold from Ophi, and they also brought rich cargoes of red sandalwood and precious jewel. The king used the sandalwood to make railings for the temple of the Lord and the royal palace and to construct lairs and apps for the musicians. Never before or, or since has there been such a supply of sandalwood. King Solomon gave the queen of Sheba whatever she asked for besides all the customary gifts he had he had so generously given. Then she and all her attendants returned to their own land. I'm telling you, in Solomon's time, gold was as common as plastic. Gold was abundant everywhere. Everything was gold. And (laughs) maybe that was just too much. Verse 14, each year Solomon received about 25 tons of gold. This did not include the additional revenue he received from merchants and traders, all and traders, all the all the kings of Arabia and the governors of the land. King Solomon made two thousand large sheets of armored gold, each weighing more than uh, fifteen pounds. He also made three hundred smaller sheets of armored gold, each weighing nearly four four pounds the king placed these sheets in the palace of the forest of lebanon then the king made a huge throne decorated with ivory and overlaid with fine gold the throne had six step and a rounded back and there were armrests on both sides of the seat and the figure of a lion stood on each side of the throne <laughs> there were also 12 other other lions one standing on each end of the six step no other throne in all the world could be compared with it. It was just too much. I beg. All of King Solomon's drinking cup were solid gold, as were all the utensils in the palace of the forest of, of Lebanon. They were not made of silver, for silver was considered worthless in Solomon's days. Can you imagine? The king had a fleet of trading ships of, of Tashish that sailed with Iram's fleet. One, one, I Iram's fleet. Once every three years, the ship returned loaded with gold, silver, ivory, apes, and peacocks. So, so, so King Solomon became richer and wiser than any other king on earth. Uh, people from every nation came to to consult him and to hear the wisdom God had given him. Year after year, everyone who visited brought in gifts of silver and gold, clothing, weapons, spices, horses, and moles. Solomon built up a large force of chariots and horses. He had 1,400 chariots and 12,000 horses. He stationed some of them in the chariot cities and some near him in Jerusalem. The king made silver as plentiful in Jerusalem as stone and valuable cedar 
timber was as common as the sycamore fig trees that grow in the footies of Judah. Solomon horses were imported from Egypt and from Cilicia. The king's trader acquired them from, from Cilicia at the standard price. At that time, chariots from Egypt could be purchased for 600 pieces of silver and horses for 150 pieces of silver. They were then exported to the to the kings of the Hittites and the kings of Aram. Wow! Alright, so I tell you this is just in my opinion just too much for anyone even if you had all the wisdom in the world i don't think any human being can survive this it was just too much success and eventually uh, it was there's a limit to what anyone can take eventually it will get to solomon's head uh, it will get into his head and it will begin to go downhill remember that up to this time all the bible has told us was that uh, the only wife that had been mentioned for him was pharaoh's daughter okay so um why was it then necessary to have all the many wives the 299 other wives and the 700 concubines <laughs> we'll learn about that from tomorrow all right bless god as we go father i say thank you once again thank you for blessing us today as we have read the word thank you for helping us learn from solomon father help us to imbibe the lessons to we've learned today help us to make changes in our lives but let your name alone father be glorified in jesus name i bless your people as they go help them succeed today and let each one return with a testimony in jesus mighty name we have prayed amen all right thank you so much for listening today god bless you enjoy your day